Hello and welcome to The Coworking Club, a podcast for female business owners who want to work for themselves, not by themselves. I'm your host Jessica Perry and each week I'll be chatting to a new guest all about the realities of running your own business, sharing tips and tricks for dealing with the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home, as well as discussing the benefits of building community through co-working. So what are you waiting for? Come and join the club. Hello and welcome back to the co-working club. I'm so happy to have you here with me today and yeah this episode is going to be a solo one and I thought I would do a Q&A because if you don't follow me on Instagram you might not have seen that last week I actually reached my second business birthday so I've been self-employed for two years now and I thought I'd mark the occasion by doing a Q&A so I asked for some questions on Instagram about kind of running your own business and freelancing and just self-employed life in general and yeah I got some questions that I'm going to work through today so I really hope that you find this interesting and yeah digging deep into my kind of experience and journey so far. So the first question is did I work and freelance at the same time and at what point did you leave your job? So if you followed me online you'll probably already know this one and I also spoke about it in a little bit more detail in the very first episode of the podcast which was all about my journey into freelancing. So if you want more detail maybe head over and give that one a listen. But as a brief rundown, yes, I did work and freelance at the same time. Um, I was working in marketing at the time and I actually had my first client come directly to me. And before that point, I hadn't really thought about freelancing as an option. I didn't probably think I had enough experience by this point. Um, I was doing blogging on the side as a hobby. And the person who approached me was actually a contact that I'd made through a previous job. Um, She was a blogger and at this point she was getting very busy. So she reached out to me to basically do some quite simple kind of social media scheduling and also um, some kind of virtual assistance type jobs. So picking up emails, responding to kind of PR emails with media kits, just kind of simple things like that um, to start off with. So yeah, I was doing that for maybe around six to nine months without thinking about expanding into taking on other clients because I was quite satisfied doing my day job, my blog on the side as a hobby, and then these couple of hours a week of freelance work. But as time started to tick on, um, this client started recommending me to other people within her industry. Um, So other people who were looking for a bit of help, um, either with social or virtual assistants, type tasks um so that's when I started to get some word of mouth recommendations and pick up some extra work um also at this time I had started doing work for Bumble which if you don't know for two years I was running events in Nottingham for Bumble and yes that was quite a bit of extra work because at the start I was running two events a month which is quite a lot so that teamed with everything else that I was doing was starting to get quite busy Um, and then came kind of the deciding crucial moment where I was recommended to someone a client who was looking for someone for three days a week Um, so basically that was like a part-time job and I obviously couldn't take that on alongside everything that I was doing so that was really the crunch time that if I wanted to pursue this freelance career it seemed it seemed like a really good chance 
that was a little bit more risk-free because I had three days a week guaranteed work with this client and then everything else basically amounted to two days and I was kind of for the couple of months beforehand I was consistently making kind of the same money if not more than I was in my day job so basically I felt like I was at the point where I really could take the leap and be quite secure in both my finances and workload so yeah that's kind of a brief rundown of that and the next question is how do I deal with negative experiences with clients and luckily I really haven't had that many but I know how disheartening it can be to receive negative feedback from clients Um, not even negative necessarily maybe just constructive criticism but I think you take everything quite a bit more personally when um, it's your you're completely in charge of the work and the output that is leaving kind of your business so yeah you're completely in control of it so any criticism can feel a little bit more personal um, and I know that through experience, but I think really you need to kind of detach yourself from that a little bit and just try to think of it as the client knows the business the most. <laughs> They'll always have a better grasp of business, the brand, the tone of voice, things like that. So they will naturally probably have feedback for you, especially in the beginning when you start working with a client. You can't automatically know all of these things without learning as you go, really. So I think try to take anything on any comments as constructive criticism but in terms of actual negative experiences I know that that can be really difficult to balance back from and I had one experience in particular in kind of the early days that really did knock my confidence quite a lot and I found it quite difficult to come back from I kind of had a tough time thinking whether I wanted to continue with freelancing and yes I can definitely relate in that way and I think with that, it just took time um, to build my confidence back up and also just reminding myself of number one, why I'm doing what I'm doing. I wanted to freelance because I wanted the freedom and flexibility to choose who I wanted to work with. And then number two, I think is just remind yourself of how capable you are. So I think in that time, I just clarified to myself by looking at other feedback from other clients that I'd work with and also things like looking at my experiences within my previous workplaces and I think if you asked any of my previous managers they would definitely say that I was a people pleaser and I definitely gave every task my all and tried to deliver all of my work to like the utmost standard so I just tried to remind myself of that um, and whilst building my confidence up with new clients so it can be really difficult to get over kind of a negative experience but I think just take it as a learning curve and try to move on as best you can and just kind of put it to one side it happened but hopefully that's done and you can just move forward now in a more positive light so another question is about how to find your first clients and I think really absolute number one tip is just to network as much as possible as I mentioned before I found a lot of my first clients through word of mouth recommendations and also just contacts that I'd made in previous job roles so that wasn't even at a time when I was looking to get into freelancing I obviously just made quite a good impression with my kind of working standards and how I worked and my professionalism so that when someone came along to looking for someone to help them out with their own personal business my name kind of came to mind which is really nice to think of so yeah I think just making really good impressions 
at all times in your career because you never know when one of those contacts might come back to um yeah provide you with an amazing opportunity so yeah and I've spoken a lot about networking both kind of on my blog on the podcast and always on social media because I just think it's so important when I started freelancing I really did throw myself into networking and I know a lot of people don't find it easy and I think I probably did because I'd already been going along to blogging events so I was used to turning up to things and not really knowing a lot of people and just yeah having small talk with them so I think I was quite used to it and once you've done it a couple of times honestly just doesn't really phase you anymore so I think just going along to as many relevant networking events as possible because yeah it's easy to feel like you don't fit in in a a quite a corporate networking scenario potentially if you're a creative like me so just make sure that you're finding the right kinds of events to go along to because yeah again you never know when those contacts that you make might come in handy in the future There's quite a lot of people now that I've met through Nottingham events that I've ended up either working with or they've recommended me to other people, which has in turn brought me work. So yeah, I definitely think just focusing on making connections and contacts and networking as well. So in person and then also online as much as possible. So the next question is, what has been the hardest lesson to learn since going freelance? And I think everyone is probably going to know the answer to this one. It's what the co-working club is based on and it is battling the loneliness and isolation that comes with working from home because before I went freelance, I just probably had this quite unrealistic, glamorized picture of what it was like to work for yourself. I just thought it was going to be a million times better than working for someone else in an office. And I hadn't really thought about all of the practical elements. I hadn't really thought that I like to get out every day and that kind of really motivates me. I hadn't thought about that beforehand. So once I was in the house every day, it really did kind of set in quite quickly that this way of working didn't suit me. And I just felt in the early days like I couldn't really talk about it because I was in quite a privileged position. I'd managed to go freelance and it was what I'd wanted for a couple of years at least. And a lot of people want to be in that position and want to work for themselves and not have to go to an office job every day. So I felt like I couldn't really voice my concerns about this way of working and how lonely and isolated I was finding it. I think it was definitely a hard lesson to learn that things weren't straightforward and easy. I didn't take to it particularly well. And it's something obviously that I still struggle with now. So, but finding those strategies to implement to make me enjoy it more, like setting up the co-working club, getting out and working in coffee shops, finding clients that I could work in-house for, all of those kind of things that I've implemented in the last year have really helped me because they've helped me find more passion in my work. They've helped me form a community, which is so, so important. And yeah, they've helped me get out of the house and break up the monotonous routine that I was finding was really, really getting me down. So So yeah, I definitely think that's been the hardest thing. And at points I've, you know, it's been so difficult that I've looked into going back into employment and I've spent hours upon hours on Indeed looking for other opportunities in the area because I've struggled with it so hard. And I genuinely thought that working from home wasn't for me. So I should probably go back into a day job where I'm working in an office and it means I can get out every day. But luckily 
I've found these strategies to kind of implement to make me enjoy it more and yeah and the next question is what my biggest win has been and it's really hard to kind of pinpoint a specific moment or anything like that and a lot of the time I just say my biggest win is probably making it to well my first business birthday was a really big one and then obviously just past is my second business birthday and it's just because at certain points along the along the journey I really just didn't see this like me getting to this point I didn't think it was going to be possible for me because yeah as I just mentioned there was times when I thought that I didn't get on with working from home so much so that I would have to go back into full-time employment because there was no other way for me to feel better about it and yeah there was points where it really affected kind of my mental health and how I felt about myself so I just thought going back into a full-time job would kind of solve these things so subsequently getting to the point where I made it to the first business birthday and I've made it to the second one is actually a really big achievement for me and one that I definitely celebrate but in a more specific sense I think my biggest win has got to have been kind of this week in general because if you don't know already last week I launched the cola oh can't speak (laughs) last week I launched the co-working club website and with that I announced the very first co-working membership so if you're based in Nottingham this is very applicable to you if not I really am hoping to get something out in 2020 that is going to help a much wider audience so yeah keep your eyes peeled on that for next year but a big win for me was launching those co-working memberships and almost selling out in the first week. I've signed up 13 people so far and I've kind of set a limit of 15 for January just so we can test the space and see how things are going. So yeah, to have that sort of uptake has been amazing. And then I hosted an event last month, last Wednesday, sorry, that was a book club and it just reignited why I was doing this. Like the community that was there was amazing and everyone is just so supportive of one another which I just love to see and I love to see friendships and relationships blossoming and kind of like working relationships and it's just amazing to see that you've kind of cultivated this and brought it together and brought these people together who all have similar feelings all struggle with the same kind of struggles and can all help out one another so yeah just bringing together this amazing amazing community has definitely got to be one of my biggest wins. So the next question is, what has my financial journey looked like? Successes, challenges and tips. So I don't think I've actually discussed this online before, but this time last year, I was probably making double, if not almost triple what I'm currently making. And that's quite difficult sometimes to get my head around. But basically this time last year, I was doing a lot more client work than I am at the moment. I was probably managing maybe like 10, maybe 10 client social media accounts. And yeah, as I said, doing a lot more client work, but I was not happy. (laughs) Yeah, so this year I'm making less money at this moment in time, but I am so much happier in myself. This time last year, I was stressed out. I was having breakdowns every other day just sobbing uncontrollably about how stressed I was, how just kind of busy my brain felt. And I think that's something about when you work for yourself, maybe, or when you work online, when you work with social media, you feel like you always have to be switched on. So I was managing 
yeah around 10 social media accounts I always had to be switched on to do the community management element and it was just felt like a lot so yeah this year I've had a couple of clients drop off naturally kind of over the past few months and because my focus and attention is turning towards the co-working club I've not necessarily been filling those client spaces again and subsequently obviously bringing in less money but it has freed up my brain to think about so many other things focus my attention on the passion project which is the co-working club and yeah really give it my all over the past few months and that's meant that I've been able to turn around things a lot quicker I've been able to do the website work on the memberships and now I'm working on planning for 2020 in terms of other events in other cities Um, events here in Nottingham expanding the membership so yeah it's just meant that I freed up my brain to think about a lot more of my own work rather than work for clients and yeah it swings and roundabouts because I'm making less money this time last year you know I was being quite frivolous with Christmas presents I was really spoiling my family and buying them really nice gifts and this year I can't necessarily do that but as I said I'm just so much happier with the direction of my business I feel like I'm building something really valuable um, and that brings me so much joy um, on a daily basis to be honest so yeah I think there's been a very interesting shift since I started two years ago so when I first started I was very much acting as a freelancer and then recently since I've kind of taken that bit of time to have a think I'm, I'm reflect I'm trying to push focus into acting more as a business owner and if you don't necessarily know the difference between those two ways of working there was a really interesting podcast recently on letters from hopeful creative which is hosted by Sarah Tasker and Jen Carrington and they talk all about the differences um and kind of the pros and cons of both and how to potentially kind of pivot between the two so yeah that's a really interesting episode if you're interested in that um so yeah since I've been kind of working on that pivot there has been a shift in income so it's just something to bear in mind but as long as you're kind of doing the work and making sure that you're finding new clients or releasing new products and services um and have a clear kind of grip on your finances and what it looks like then I think you'll be okay (laughs) So the next question is to discuss some of the lows as well as the highs and a realistic look at behind the scenes. So I like to think I'm quite open about the highs and lows and I do try to show them on my social media and especially on the blog as well. I talk a lot about freelance life and yeah some of the highs and lows and in-betweens so yeah definitely head over and check out my blog if you want to see some more of that but yeah I think as I've discussed before one of the real lows that I've struggled with is the loneliness that comes with working from home but if you kind of know about that in advance before you take the leap I think it's really useful to kind of implement those strategies I talked about earlier in advance so you could be before you decided to take the leap into full-time freelancing you could be sourcing local freelancers and business owners who you can connect with finding out if there's any local co-working groups following the co-working club on instagram of course and kind of connecting and engaging with us and coming along to any future events if you can possibly make them so yeah i think just being aware of those sorts of lows that you might not necessarily have 
thought about in the past um, and just being aware of them I think is a really positive step because it's definitely not something I thought about much beforehand. And yeah, again, another low that I've just touched on is probably the kind of monetary side of things and how it can go up and down sometimes, um, how you can't always rely on a steady income in terms of getting paid on the same day every month. Although if you work like I do with kind of retainer clients, it can be fairly kind of steady monthly income that you can start to rely on. But yeah, you just need to make sure that you are, yeah, always kind of pitching to fill gaps if you lose a client or just looking for more ways that you can monetize different areas of your business. So some of the highs, I think, are the really obvious ones. So for me, it has definitely been the community that I've built around me. And yeah, it just honestly, it absolutely makes my day, my week to see people expressing how the co-working club has helped them because that's all I ever really wanted it to do I wanted it to help those people like me who were struggling with the real loneliness that comes from working from home Um, and it's not necessarily a topic that people talk about I know the lows of kind of working for yourself I've spoken about more now um, and things like money and late invoices and things like that I talked about a lot more but the isolation side I don't think is spoken about enough Um, and I just really felt so alone in those early days and I just desperately wanted other people who I could connect with so yeah I feel so lucky now that I've got this amazing community around me not only in person here in Nottingham but also online I feel like I could go to several kind of cities um, now and know people through online that I could meet up with and chat with and have a coffee with and co-work with so yeah I just feel so lucky with the amazing people that I have got in this community and I'm just so passionate about expanding that and helping as many people as I can so as I said earlier there's going to be a lot more coming next year to kind of widen the the reach of the co-working club so yeah definitely a high and that's something that's only really emerged fully within the past like six months um before that I was doing co-working very casually just with a couple of people which was still great um but seeing how many people you can really bring together and who can relate to the same kind of issues that you're facing um has just been really eye-opening so a definite high and I finally feel like I have really found my way with my business and I feel like I found what I'm passionate about and it's a really amazing feeling because in those early days I felt like my work wasn't really too rewarding and I was finding it hard to kind of find my purpose within my work so to feel like I'm there now is just so amazing so I'm so excited to push on with next year and just make lots of exciting things happen and the last question is how do I manage tricky clients so maybe clients who want lots of amends don't agree with rates etc so I think for clients who don't agree with rates I would imagine that you haven't entered into a contract at this point so maybe you're in the kind of early stages of agreeing the rates and the scope of work so I think in those early stages if you can't seem to reach an agreement and it would have to take you bringing your price down I think you just need to know that not everyone is going to be your ideal client so 
if you yeah if you can't reach that agreement point and if you feel like you're kind of having to devalue your work by lowering the price I think you should just accept at that early days that they're probably not the client for you it's a shame to have to turn down work especially in the beginning but if you're having these disagreements so early on I think it doesn't show a promising future for the two of you so I think it's easy at that stage to just maybe just leave it um yeah just be very firm with what your prices are and if they're really passionate about working with you then I think they will agree in the end so even if it takes them going away and thinking about it they might come back in the future so I think just standing your ground if it means a lot to you is really important and in terms of kind of wanting lots of amends and things like that I think it's just really important to get that down on paper in a contract before you start working with a client so just make it really obvious what the work that you're embarking on with this client entails so making sure they know the work that they're doing how much it's going to cost and then also details like you'll get two rounds of amends or three rounds of amends um, and just been really clear about that because they can't argue with what's written on paper and signed by them so yeah I think just making sure all of those things are ironed out before you start working with a client is really important. So that rounds off all of the questions. If you enjoyed this little Q&A, I can definitely look to do another one in the new year. So just let me know if you have any other questions that I can include. And yeah, I would definitely love to do another one. So this is actually going to be the very last podcast episode of the year. I thought I would just give myself next week off to do some planning for 2020 and then we'll be kicking things back off on the 6th of January with some new guest episodes which I'm already so excited to share with you. I think they're really going to help you kickstart the new year with a bang and thank you so much for listening to the co-working club this year. It has honestly been one of the best things that I've done in my business. I've wanted to launch a podcast for so long and I'm just finding it so rewarding so far and it's amazing to meet and speak to so many inspirational business owners. So thank you for joining us this year and I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and we will see you in 2020. If you enjoy this podcast, please do subscribe so you keep up to date with all of future episodes. And if you could possibly leave a review, it would really help us in this early stage of launching the podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next Monday.